This episode of the Jason Cadvis Experience is from when I was a guest on the Startup School Jam with Rodrigo Tomas. Hope you enjoy it. This is the Jason Cabness Experience, hosted by Jason Cabness. Join Jason as he talks to small business owners and startup founders and other interesting people as we gain great insights about business, people, leadership, HR, and how each guest strives to be great every day. If you are an early stage founder, or if you intend to be, there is one thing you need to know. You will be misunderstood and ignored a lot. Creating a startup is hard and often lonely. And that's why I decided to invite brave entrepreneurs to share their amazing experiences with us every Saturday here on my YouTube channel. My name is Rodrigo Tomas. This is the Startup School Jam. And my guest today is Jason Cavanas with his startup Cavanas HR. Welcome, Jason. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Well, let's start by knowing you better. Can you do like a quick introduction for us, please? But please, let's not yeah, talk so, about Kevin as HR right now, okay? Yes. So my name is Jason Kavnis. I'm a INFJ. <clears throat> I'm an INFJ retired retired army officer. Reason I say INFJ, if people took the Myers Briggs, it's like a part of Myers Briggs. I only re recently learned this recently. That I'm INFJ. So supposedly there's like one to one to three percent of the world is INFJ, right? So we do things differently, things do differently. Like, like I'm an introvert, introvert, but I like like public speaking, like being on a crowd. So example, I love like going to a bar or or, or someplace a lot of people, but I really like talking to people. Do small talk, probably not right. I like more like more like one on one conversations, get get no really no pre people, and then um, I do my best to help solve problems and add value to other people. Like you know, I, I think I'm a great networker. Excellent, excellent. Well, you have all the all the great features for for us to keep going. <laughs> Although you mentioned you are in, an introvert, but uh, I actually understand you also have your own uh, podcast or talk show, exactly like this, right? Yeah, it is. And everyone says like you're not an introvert; you have a podcast. But like, no, actually, because a podcast you control everything, right? So and it lets me like do my introvert, right? I, I talk to people, I want to talk about, ask a question, I want to ask, you know, so I control everywhere. But I'm definitely an introvert. So another thing, like I talk about my podcast a lot. Like whenever I do an interview with someone, like ten minutes before I do an interview with someone, or before I like do public speaking, every time I ten minutes before, like I think myself, how can I get out? Uh -huh. I walk away and leave. What anyone notice, right? Of course, you know, I I, you know, I do what I got to do, and, and then it goes all the butterflies go away. Yeah, mm -hmm. but it's still terrifying. Yeah, I I know exactly what you mean. I absolutely understand it. Uh, in, indeed, I'm. It's hard to tell, but I am as well. I'm not like, a, you know, an outgoing person who would be just, you know, out there. I'm, I'm kind of an introvert as well. And I started doing videos like this just to kind of practice myself, you know, being exposed somehow. So that's cool. Yes. You are a veteran, an U.S. veteran. Yes. And I apologize, of course, I did a little digging on the web, uh, like on websites, uh, I mean, your websites and LinkedIn and everything. And I learned that you, beside the Kavanaugh's experience, with, which is your podcast, 
and also Cavernous HR, which is your startup, you also engage and help uh, other veterans and their spouses as well. Can can we talk a little bit about that? Is that something you feel comfortable? Yes, about? yes, we can. Yes, so that's for Bunker Lab. So. You know, there's a lot of nonprofits out there help military veterans. And, and well, so I'll say a military-connected community, which is like military veterans, retirees, military-dependent spouses, anyone connected with the, with the military. So there's nonprofits out there helping us you know, find jobs, help us with mental health, PTSD, all those kind of things. There's very few nonprofits out there helping like, military people like start companies, right? That's what Buckle Labs does. A lot of people come together out of the military. When you're in the military, you're in this bubble, right? So most military bases are like maybe an hour from a big city, like Fort Lewis is like an hour from Seattle. Fort Hood is an hour from um, Austin, you know. And so when you're in the military in this bubble, right, you know, you're working 12, 14-hour days. So it's time to get out. You don't know how to network, right? And simple things like, you know, when you start a company, what's Google Analytics? What's product market fit? Who do you need to talk to, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe, just maybe your email should not be, you know, Big Booty Bobby 101, right? Mm-hmm. Like be professional, and, and and military people, we just talk to if we have own acronyms, right? How do you like learn the start startup acronyms, right? Mm-hmm. And just like you know, how do you how you do a pitch deck? This the, the basics, so to speak, is what we, we try to best help people with. And with Bunker Labs, one challenge, with, one challenge, with Bunker Labs, like with, with YC Combinator, right? It's um, I mean Y Combinator, it's really say repeat. You know, they have the same number of startups every every cycle. They're pretty much the same, you know, the same um. Same place. They're trying to get it to the MVP, trying to build a product, yeah. and they got to learn to pitch, right? Uh-huh. But it's all tech companies. Uh-huh. Well, Bunker Labs, we take on all kind of companies, right? It's tech startups. Like when I when I was running the, the veterans residence in Seattle, we had a marijuana app, a nonprofit for the military LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. uh, financial advisors. It's, it's the whole gamut, right? And then we've had it from like the idea stage to companies that always raise millions of dollars, right? So it's like a wide gamut, which makes the thing even more challenging. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's fascinating. Um, well, great job. I mean, I I'm actually surprised. It's great. It's good to hear that. You know, there are services like that, and for people that actually really need it, right? Because as you mentioned, yes. they come out of this bubble with um, no uh, real. I'm not sure if I can say real real world perspective, but uh, but they do lack of this contact with outside the world, right? So it's important to have this kind of support. That's great. Uh, great job. All right. So let me talk about Kavanaugh's HR. I'll tell you what I understand. I hope I, I did the, the correct work <laughs> here. And let's see if, uh, if I understand it correctly. So uh, Kavanaugh's HR is an HR outsourcing platform for a small business. So what you intend to be is a platform that offers uh, services like compliance requirements, uh, onboarding process uh, for new employees, like general things that a regular HR would do in a big company, but as you focus on small companies uh, that perhaps do not have the structure for it is still available. Uh, and you also help the founders and business owners to actually concentrate on what matters for their company versus spending time uh, on bureaucratic 
and the things that do not really generate value to their company. Is am I too far away? Is that correct? No, and actually, I need to I need to hire you on and do my sales for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not the key. I basically wanted like like base HR for small companies. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you know, like a person like me, I'm like 50,000 more pure, pure plus benefits, you know, small business can afford that. Mm-hmm. And then you have the HR consultant, so like overcharge on price, underliver value. So like you suppose you hire me as an HR consultant, I'm an HR consultant was saying, hey, okay, you hired me, I'm going to charge you $300 an hour. Let me go look at your HR stuff. And the HR consultant was like, hey, Rodrigo, you need an employee handbook, HR policies, on and on. And you're like, well, I know that. That's why I hired you and you can make it for me. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I don't make anything. I just, you know, I I consult for you, right? Mm-hmm. So you're telling me you want a small business owner to pay someone money to tell them whatever you know and don't do anything for them? It makes makes no sense to me, right? Mm-hmm. So like we do like um, employee handbooks, HR policies, job descriptions, onboarding, and eventually we want to do like everything from recruiting, hiring to like retirement. But of course, we're not nowhere near there right now. So we have partnership with other companies mm-hmm. like we have partnership with every payroll do payroll for us. And people keep doing benefits in other partnerships to like give additional value until we start doing that kind of stuff on our own. Well, that's that's pretty interesting. And you, what is the stage of your uh, of Kavanaugh's HR? I mean, is it something you are kind of planning, or you are already providing services? Do you have customers at this point? Yeah, so we have like four customers paying customers right now, but most of the stuff is like, it's like the MVP is, MVP is done, but it's, you know, it's never where you want it to be at, you know, it's never like what you're division, right? So, and of course the bugs come all the time. So we're trying to fix the bugs. Mm-hmm. So our four customers, half the stuff is like manually, sometimes it's on the platform, you know, mm-hmm. like, I mean, I know it's, it's just a challenge, you know, it's like we're talking about this later, but I'm, I'm not a tech founder trying to build a tech platform, you know, but I say we're MVP, better stays, you know, it's all the, influx is the best way to say it, right? Mm-hmm. And you mentioned, you say like platform and you have uh, paying customers, which is fantastic, which means uh, you really apparently found a, a business that has potential and it did fi- it did find a, a problem out there. So people are already paying you. Uh, and when you say platform, so what kind of service do you provide? Is like a web page where people can come and use it, or you have like people behind it that provide like some you know personal service? Can can you explain? That's something that it's not completely clear. And if you allow me, uh, I did find on your website it says voice enabled AI platform. I'm not sure if I understand that. Yeah, so so I'll talk about what we're doing presently and the AI stuff is of the future. So presently, how it works, like we're um, as customer signs up and we sign on the platform, and the platform they answer like ten questions. So another thing different about us than other HR companies, most HR companies like so HR is different in Seattle, in Denver, in the base industry, right? So most HR companies they 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 have a like one size fit off for all the templates, right? So if you're a tech company in Seattle. You get the same stuff as your restaurant in Dallas, right? And on. So unless you, you see, see the set of questions, like you have to tell us what holidays you gonna give people off, what your values are, what a message, and that, you know, are you gonna give time off for jury duty, time off for voting, time off for bereavement, and then you can add poly- stuff you add, you add stuff you want to, right? To, you want because like a lot of people think employee handbooks and policies are like you no know, compliance, what to do, what not to do. 
But to us, it's about like culture. Like your, your new employees, people read your policies and, and handbook and know what kind of company you're, you're building, right? And, I, and, and to me, there's no such thing as a wrong culture. It's that like culture is right for your company, right? Mm-hmm. Like example, I'm in Seattle, Starbucks, successful company, Amazon, successful company, Microsoft, successful. All three have vastly, vastly different cultures, right? Mm-hmm. And it works for them, right? Mm-hmm. And then so the, the small business owner answers the questions and the code is going to do the employee handbook and policy and send it to them. The owner, of course, read it again. The owner will digitally sign it through the platform and then we'll send it to employees. And then for each, each, for each customer, we're going to be like, give them like a dedicated HR business partner. So the other difference is most HR consultants like might handle one or two uh, companies. Our, consultant, our, our HR business partner is going to handle maybe five to 10 companies, right? Depending on, on different things. And one thing I have to deci- we have to decide is like, are we going to have it where, like, for example, suppose we have like five companies in Houston, Texas. Do we have an HR person in Houston handle all five companies? Or do we have like one person in Tulsa handling all the oil and gas companies that we have, right? So I have to figure that out too. Mm-hmm. And so the employee handbooks, and also depends on, you know, like for the HR business partner, they might do, for example, one of the questions is what paid holidays are you going give to your, give, give your people off, right? Mm-hmm. Now, technically, there's no, there's no legal crime to give people time off at all, right? That's not a law anywhere, right? As far as the federal level. Mm-hmm. So someone might say, well, I don't give anyone time off. We'd be like, okay, you can do that, but no one's going to come work for you if you give them no time off, right? Mm-hmm. So those kind of things, you know, like, are you going to get people off time for jury duty? Maybe you do, maybe you don't. So there's just different things you want to ask. Um, are you going to give people 10 days off a year, unlimited PTO? There's all these questions that, you know, only the business owner can answer for themselves, right? A lot of it has to be like, what kind of morals they have, what kind of, you know, what kind of company they want to bring. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, and I, I do understand it's actually your business model. It's actually difficult for you to automate everything, right? You will need like a, a big, like a people-based service behind it. Right? Yes. Yeah. And, and let me talk about AI. So in the future is, we're now nowhere there. In the future, the AI can be like this. Mm-hmm. So um, small business owner, I say, hey, Kevin's HR, I'm going to start a new business. I'm going to start a new um a new shop in Dallas, Texas. What's the minimum wage there? Mm-hmm. Small business owner, the minimum wage is seven twenty-five. Mm-hmm. Or a better example, uh, Kevin Sachar, Jason's not working out. You know he's not performing. How do I get rid of him? Mm-hmm. Small business owner, this is outside my scope. Here are some available times to talk to, to your to your HR business partner. So that's that's where the AI piece comes in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's a that's a future plan. That's something yeah. you are still projecting and you are not providing it to your current customers, right? No, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's like on the on the product roadmap, so to speak, you know. I see it. Interesting. Um and you, you mentioned you are not um you you are not a technical person, right? So um how how are you doing to to build it? What what steps are you taking? Are you hiring? Uh, do you have like a partners? That you yeah. that work with you. What is the process at Cavanaugh's HR? So, so I like to say I'm, I'm probably the most technical non-tech person you ever meet. Right? Like I know I know how to do GitHub. I know how to do stuff AWS. Right? So I've, I've learned so much. Right? Like I remember when I first started, I was like, I didn't realize you had to have like different things for like front end, back end. You know, like different things, whatever. But but being the tech piece has definitely been a challenge. Right? And I, I'll give you a quick rundown. Mm-hmm. So when I first started, like man, I want to do this. You know. Maybe I can build it myself. Quick and learn, man. I don't have the patience or the skills to do this myself, right? It'll, it'll take me like 20,000 years to learn, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
then I, I found some interns at a local college. But basically, all they did was like, you know, build a landing page, right? Nowhere where I wanted to do like a platform. Then I found, so the, the first set of interns, they worked for me like eight weeks, build a landing page. And this was a story going to go over the place. Mm-hmm. So then at the same college, they had a, a capstone project where I got four students uh, last semester in school. And they had to pass the class in order to graduate, right? At the same time, I, got a, I, got, I found a CTO through a, through a networking friend. He was in the Air Force, like great guy. He really knows what he's doing, right? And so the person is like, hey, you know, I can build this up pretty easy. It's not rocket science. I was like, no, I want you to do, you know, you do the Air Force stuff. You got a lot of stuff going on. I want you to do the CTO stuff. So like, oh, we see this for interns, right? No, first of the first of many mistakes, right? So the interns, they were like, you know, fighting, not collaborating, didn't get along. And so somehow in like the three months, they had did less than the than the original interns that built a land. They did less than they did, right? So nothing was working out. Mm-hmm. And so I was, hey, hey, um, my one of my first said, hey, you know, I was wrong. Can you go to build it for me? So he built some stuff for me. Mm-hmm. But then he got a, he got promoted. So not talk about politics, but you know, President Trump had the uh, like the Space Force, all that kind of stuff. There's actually a thing called Space Camp out of Fort Carson, Colorado, Colorado Springs, Colorado, called Space Camp. That's a software development arm of that. Mm-hmm. So my CTO got put in charge of that. So you got put in charge of hundred developers, big stuff. Mm-hmm. So obviously I had no time for me anymore, right? So he had to move on. But he gave me all, all the code he did, right? Mm-hmm. And another thing I forgot to say. So I have a board of advisors. One of my board of advisors is a guy named Kevin Goldsmith. Mm-hmm. So he used to be the VP of engineering at Spotify. Like the Spotify platform, he built that, right? He has a lot of uh, startup experience, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I showed up with my first year chill build. He said, hey, Jason, uh, I'll explain to any terms you I think you understand. If you had $20,000, you just put it in a bank. You're not putting it for Knox. Your guy built for Knox for you, right? It's like really complicated, right? He built like, I have like 10,000 customers, you know, it's a way more advanced, nothing I need right, right now, right? Mm-hmm. And so like, that's, 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 Time period was a waste. It was kind of wasted, right? So I'm back to square one. Mm-hmm. Then I got another CTO, another good friend of mine. He had his own startup. He kind of shut it down. He got laid off from his job. So you want to help me out with our kind of good friends. He was helping me out building some stuff. He said, hey, Jason, you know, not, not to worry, but, you know, my wife's really bothering me or begging, you know, I got to, um, you know, hassling me, so to speak. I'm, I'm going to get this BS job, right? So you got like a, what do you call a BS job? <laughs> He's doing stuff for me. A month later, he said, Jason, man, I hey, hate to say this to you. I know you've been doing like you, you, you go on the grind on the, on the tech stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I took like a, like a, like a basic ju- a developer job, this company. Um, they just, they just fired like the senior architect, architecture person, whatever. And I'm, I'm taking this job over, right? So I mean, instead of working 40 hours, I'm working eight hours a week to get stuff straight. Mm-hmm. And oh, um, my wife's pregnant. So yeah, so that was that, right? So okay, like, damn, what's going on, right? So that's okay. Let me try the outs- the outsource thing. So I got an outsource thing. Another person I knew, and with that, the the, the, the person who built was out of Mexico. He did a good job, but it's like it just didn't work out right. So I had to. He gave me the developer and a product manager from India. Communication wasn't good. Like I would detail stuff out. It was just it was just I don't know. And what, this is the other thing I learned, like I talk about podcast too. Like tech people just just talk differently, right? It's like I tell all this all the time. If I say, hey, John, go open the door, John opens the door. John, the tech person, John, stand up at a 90-degree angle, don't turn at a 30-degree angle, pull this for us, you know, all this detail, right? Like, someone explained to me, you can't do one through 10, you gotta do one A, one B, one C, one D, you know, and I, 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 I had a challenge for that at first, and I actually I still do. 
And so that person left. And then I found then I got, got with someone else, a guy I trusted, paid him some money, but he ended up, you know, kind of ripping me off. And because the deal was he would find developers for me and pay them the money. Well, I found out later that he was only giving the developers like 10% of the money and he's keeping it for himself. So I had to get rid of him. And so now finally I got a co-founder, um, Bernard Mendez. And he's another person doing me a favor. He's he's helping me build it out now. And with him, the challenge is he has his own two, his own two uh, tech startups, right? He has like AI tech startup mm-hmm. and another tech startup, right? So it's it's it's, it's definitely a challenge. I often go think my man, should I just you know sucked it up and like learn to code myself, right? You know, I always think, man, what you know, should I done that, right? But you know, it's it's lessons learned. And, and come on, my where, where I'm at right now, my mind where I'm at right now, I should have been here like maybe at least a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, right? It's uh... and it's always gonna be a challenge. And another challenge too. Like, uh, I can only speak in the Seattle, right? Because I was like, you know, talking to developers, people in coding camps. And a lot of people, like, you know, they're, um, they have an overinflated sense of what they, they can do, right? You know, oh, I just graduated a coding academy. Or, but can you really do this, right? Maybe you can, maybe you don't, you know, or I just finished, you know, a degree. I want $200,000 a year. Or they'll be like, hey, Amazon's offering me 150. Well, you know, I'm not Amazon. This is a startup, right? And so, so those challenges too. And, and the last thing, so like a lot of developers, they're always like building stuff. They're never finishing it, right? Like they'll, they'll build like 10 products, on, put it on GitHub. I get it. They want to build stuff and experiment. But I think sometimes you have to finish something, right? Yeah. And, you know, in, in the introduction of this conversation, I always say how hard it is to, to build a startup. Um, and it doesn't matter if you are a technical person or completely technical person or not. Um, if you build your stuff yourself, if you want to build like five things at the same time or only one, it's always hard. It doesn't matter. Um, it is a challenge. It, and and that's that's not technically speaking. It's because it takes all together. It's like sometimes you need help. You find help. Uh, and then the help won't work. And then you need to adjust. And then you spend money and you do things. So it is complicated. It is a, it's quite a journey. Yeah, and then so many people like that. Like people like tech people, they build a tech product, build a product, and like no one wants it. They spend no time on marketing, or you know, build or, or put themselves out there. And then like people like me, probably spend too much time marketing. You know, like putting ourselves out there, and there's no really no product. Right? So you got to find a way to like, link it all together. And it's, it's very hard. And, and another thing we're talking about too, like you know, doing a startup is hard. It's not easy. It's difficult. You want to put it, and like people talk, you know, like you know, try to find co-founders, like having a good team, or whatever. But one thing I've learned, like I've been through a lot of people. Like even you have like even you have like interns, people helping you out, working with you. Like they're not gonna work for you forever, right? For free, right? I mean, there's a certain time period. You know, after six months a year, they're like, "Hey, I, I gotta, I have, to, I have a family to feed. I have to, I have to do stuff, right?" Mm-hmm. So that's that's another challenge too. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of stuff people talk. You know, if you work for, me, I'll give you like you know X amount of equity. But you know, as a, as as you know, equity is kind of BS, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, like I tell people, hey, I'm gonna give you X amount of equity, however common. It's the same as me telling you, you know, the pot of gold that in a rainbow, you're going to get it, right? <laughs> it's probably not going to happen, right? You're going to work all these long hours. You can always say you're going to get experience, learn stuff. But then a day, startups fail, right? Of course, we all we have egos. Oh, my startup will never fail. But our startups are probably going to fail, right? And like how the challenge is how do you get people to work with you or work for you, whatever the case may be, knowing, you know, they might be doing it for nothing. Yeah, and uh, in fact, I, I, I may be with i may be thinking about the wrong number here but if i'm not mistaken uh over 95% of startups fail 
So yeah. it's complicated. Um, yeah, it's. it's and, and with the number like the five, with the five percent who, who, who they say succeed, how many of those would actually quit? Right, like how many startups just hold it on? You know, oh, I'm still a startup. I have no customers. I'm still hanging on. But how many of them should actually actually quit? You know, that's correct. So. Well, uh, as we are talking about how hard it is to build a startup, you have your background uh, on the military and you're a veteran. You help other people. You also have your podcast. Um, why Kevin as HR? Why did you start it? What, you know, what made you uh, build it? Yes. So back when I re retired from the military a few years ago, you know, they, the army tell you go on LinkedIn, they'll connect with people, try to find a job. So I'm on LinkedIn, connect with people. And this guy, Mark Monroe, reached out to me. Hey, Jason, my name is Mark Monroe. I have a startup called MyFO. We want to have college graduates and military veterans find jobs doing a skills test. Can we meet in person and explain to me how the army is helping you find a job so I can like build my company? I'm like, sure. One question. What the F is a startup? I had no clue, no concept. Like, you just can't start a company. Like, companies already exist, right? What are you talking about, right? So, you know, he laughed. He didn't mean like a, a dummies one-on-one of stars, right? You know, MVP, product market fit, on, 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 right? And then when I was talking, he didn't, he didn't say anything about HR, so light bulb went off. So you never say anything about HR or why not? Oh, no, HR is important, but like, we don't have time for that right now. We got, you know, we, we, there's so many other things to do. Mm -hmm. No light bulb goes off. Hey, Mark, let me, let me join your startup, you know, and, you know, learn this stuff, you know, help me, you know, find a job, whatever, and I can do HR for you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he agreed. And so... We had a great team, but like most startups, it didn't make it right. I was there for two years. Like say, I like to say I did everything for code code design, but two years, like man, none of these startups have HR. Like none of them. Of course, a few did. I could like funding and start none of HR. Maybe there's a business I could start. But of course, I did a pivot from the startups to companies before now, and a few people could know I can't do this pro bono. I got to get paid. Mm -hmm. So they tell you to do your business research. According to the Small Business Administration, there's like five million companies, US forty nine fewer people. Um, most don't have HR. Then they try to validate your idea. So I talked to 331 small business owners. And it's more complicated than this, but I asked you basically, it was like, would you, would you pay for HR? Do you want it? Like 90% it was positive. And it, but I made a lot of mistakes on that. With, with, with idea validation, I, I didn't document stuff good enough, right? Like I sort of like, you know, wrote down their answers. I should have wrote down like, like I, I missed so much great information, right? Mm -hmm. Like I have no idea who's 331 people on there, right? Like I, I just like, yeah, I missed that completely up, right? Mm -hmm. I actually, I might have to do it again. And then just, you know, just, just went from there, you know, like trying to put myself out there, out there doing competitions, talking to people. Um, yeah. Interesting. You mentioned, you mentioned that you did some mistakes. Um, and I guess mistakes are what make us view things, right? It's because we keep getting things wrong and, in order to try to get them right and at some point we'll make something happen and so mistakes are kind of an important part of the process and i think that's how we grow correct yeah yeah like i have a joke like you know people always say you know there's no such thing as a failing or whatever you just keep on learning mm -hmm. uh, i always joke around man i'm glad when i stop learning i start being successful you're right <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Uh, and let me let me challenge you a little bit here. Uh, do you have competition in this market? Oh yeah, there's this a lot of competition. Um, so there's actually like 1,700, 1700 competitors. Everyone for like one person, HR consultants, like we said, like under charge on price and over deliver 
under the real value overcharge of price. And like companies like ADP, Trinet, but the companies we consider competition, there's like the Zenefits is a good company, Bamboo HR is good. And there's a company called Bambi HR out of, uh, out of uh, Santa Monica. We consider them our number one competitor. So with them, they started like a year or two before us. Their CEO is the head of, we used to be the head of a marketing for ZipRecruiter. And they just raised like a 30, a $30 million A round. I think I want to say A or B round, just raised $30 million, right? And they're still kind of doing the same thing with us. So they started with the one to 99, I think they were one to 500, but there's, there's definitely a lot of competition out there. And so how we differentiate, differentiate ourselves, so to speak, like I said, most companies, you know, they're like one size fit all, all the products are the same. Another thing that's different too, like, like, like Bambi, Zenefits, if you contact them, you might contact, you know, one of them like on Monday, talk to Jason, call Thursday, talk to Susan, two weeks later, talk to Tom, or the different person each time with us. The plan is to be the same person each time, right? So, because even like, like, like Tom might be an HR business partner for us, you might be handling 10 companies, but he'll handle your company each time. Right, so, if I understand correctly, you are planning like a more customized service to specific. Yes, more, more personalized. Yes. yes. Personalized is the correct word. That's right. Yes. All right. Um, that's good. And uh, in this idea, in this, in the process of building Kavanaugh's HR, is is there something that um, wakes you up at night, something that, or something that pumps you up during the day, like something that gives you energy to to continue a specific thing? Yeah, the the big thing is like you know like, so with the uh, with small business because most of them don't most of them don't don't have HR, um, they lose like. And I got this from uh, Anytime Research and Dun & Bradstreet. You know, it's estimated small business loses $27 billion a year or $10,000 per small business employee. Also estimated that small business owners spend 25% of the time on HR-related items. No time better spent take care of the customers, the people, and build the business, right? So you want to, like, do a best to help small business save time and money HR. And, and maybe this will, like, kind of, like, decrease the number of small business feeling, right? And the other thing was a lot of small business owners, they do the best they can, but a lot of things you don't know you don't know, right? Um. You know, like, you know, the overtime laws, compliance. And another thing I was like, HR is not rocket science. HR is simply like this to me. If you're, if you're a leader, a boss, supervisor, a small business owner, whatever the case may be, just be the type of boss you want to be, that you want your boss to be for you, right? But of course, you know, that's easier said than done, right? You know, a lot of people, like example I do when I was in the military, had a, had a boss. He would always complain that his boss was micromanaging, right? But of course, next second, he started micromanaging the crap out of us, right? So... Those kind of things. And another thing, like so many things change, like the federal level, like like minimum wage. Minimum wage is federal level, you know, different places are different different things, right? And not to talk, not talk, not talk, not to talk about politics, but you know, if you're in a case like we'll say more liberal, more progressive, you probably more more HR laws, right? Like California, New York, Washington, we're gonna have way more laws that we say like Texas, Kansas, Idaho. But even in Texas, you know, like Austin, Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, we have like a more HR laws, right? An example is use like Idaho. In Idaho, like you go like, you know, if you go to Idaho a website, state of Idaho website, you, you, you type like minimum wage, it sends a link to the federal government, right? All Idaho stuff goes to the federal government. So it's just, yeah, it's, it's a lot to know. And there's like, there's like newsletters, like Department of Labor has one, there's immigration, safety, but like who has time, like, you know, keep track of all that stuff. And that's what you want to do for people. That's great. And um, any... Do you have any 
thing in the process that you you thought would be one way and ended up being completely the opposite something i i would i would call that the expectations versus reality you know i i have my my own experience building my startup and there were things that i would dream you know they dream like oh i'll do this and it will happen like this and and next i'll do that uh and it turned out to be completely upside down it never worked the way i thought it uh do you have any yeah. examples yeah, definitely. Uh, I got a couple of examples. So first one, you know, like yeah, you do UX, UI design, you put a button in certain places. And so you had a button, this button in a certain place. And like, no one saw it. Like, how do you not see this button? It's like right here is orange, but no one saw the button. Like, they're trying to, how do I, like, how do I sign in? How do I go? Like, it's like right here. Oh, I never saw it before. Like, and so we're going to change that button. And another thing that's been a challenge, like, like I said, I'm like the part, like the most tech, non-tech person you'll ever meet. And like, a lot of people think that everyone knows tech, but a lot of people don't, right? And so that's been a challenge too. Like, like and we lost a few customers because of like, like I lost a few customers because of that. Because like, one customer didn't want to use digital signal platform. They want like, you no, know, they want to like sign in with a with a pen, right? Um, like, and just like the tech challenge has been been a challenge for this, like, like you know, for small business owners, right? Especially like, as you have a small business, small business owner, like, and like we had one that had been a tone company like twenty years. Everything's paper, right? They didn't want like put everything in the cloud. Another person didn't want to use digital signature because they thought someone like you know like would steal the signature from the cloud and like sign different things right right. So that's so that's been a challenge. And like I said earlier, like those simple things. Like, well, I think it's simple because of HR. Why you have to give people days off, right? Or why you should give people you know do this and that, you know. So those those have those have been challenges, and it's and it add, add times to it. And another challenge too. So I'll talk about you know I think we're a great business model. But this is how the our business model breaks and destroys us, right? So, like, suppose you have a hundred customers. And let's suppose like ninety-five, you know, they're fine and dandy. That's a question once in a while, you know, pretty, you know, like a basically like a SaaS business, right? And like five of them are like, you know, they're kind of like not annoying, but like kind of needy and to question all the time, you know. That's fine and dandy, you know, we can handle that. But if all like ninety of those customers are email us every day, text us every day, like minor stuff. That what it breaks, right? Because the plan is right now to have each HR business partner handle like ten companies. But if ten companies like you know do this for me, do that for me, it's it's gonna be overwhelming, and that's gonna it's gonna break the model. So, so we definitely got to do a great job of qualifying people, so to yeah. speak. What I mean, what, what every every company does. Yeah, that's important. And we, and, yeah, and we 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 had to get rid of some companies too. Like we had one company, they wanted us to have like thirty customers. And one thing I, I, I tell people, like sometimes you got you to fire your customers, even though they give you a lot of money because now it's going to be worth the hassle. Right, right, one company, you're going to good money, but they wanted us to like, print out 30, print out the employee handbooks, right? And mail it to people, right? Like we're, we're not doing that, right? Another company wanted us to actually be there like 20 hours a week. Like, you know, you're not paying us to even be in the office, right? So those, those kind of challenges. Yeah. Uh, I, I heard... You of course you mentioned some customers don't want to to keep their data on the cloud, which is understandable. They are afraid of privacy. Um, and talking technically now, what do you use? And you of course you have your database. Uh, do you have something like private? You use like a a service like Google Cloud or Amazon or something like that. Is there some? It's, it's yeah. Right now, it, yeah, 
Right now, everything is on AWS. And my tech for yes, he's used to something else too on your different AWS. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, but we take that very seriously. Can you imagine the last thing you want to do is HR company, like have some kind of breach, you know, and be on the news, you know, you know, Kevin's HR, you know, stuff was like putting the you know, out, out there for everyone to see, you know. So that's, that's PI is definitely very, very important, you know. All right. Um if well, maybe someone is watching us and uh, they can offer you any kind of help is is there anything specific you you need right now any kind of professional service or help or support you could you could take advantage of this space to talk about yeah you know that, that's always a challenge for me like i'm always like giving help asking people what they need when someone asks me it's always a challenge for me to say what i need right because like I need so much, you know, like, you know, and, and then it's an ego thing too, or do you really want for yourself or ask for help, you know, but yeah, I, I definitely need help. I think all startups need help. Like for me, like right now, I just need customers, beta testers, uh, people to bounce ideas off of, you know, that, those kind of things, you know, always looking for salespeople, marketing. It's like, that's not like a startup friend. There's always so many things to do, right? And not do, and it's, yeah, so I definitely need help, you know, any help to be, be, be appreciated. Mm -hmm. And if someone just wants to talk to me, I'd be, you know, happy to just talk to people, but yeah. Yeah, all right. Sounds good. Um, I I like to to do a, an exercise. And, okay. And uh, you probably are you familiar with the term mom test? No. No, actually I'm not. Uh, no. Oh, mom yeah, test. Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, mom test. I am. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I wanted to go a little further, and I created the uh, the old uncle test. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's say I'm your old uncle, and I I refuse to have a cell phone. And I have never touched like computer or internet. How would you explain Kevin as a chair to me? Oh man, that's a great question. <laughs> that's that's a good one, yeah. So so of course does my uncle having like any business experience? He just been like a regular work all his life. Um let me see. I'm a I would like to say I'm a very simple person. I worked as a, you know, I, I was on the industry, but not like a, you know, like a higher level. I was. Okay. So I'm going to say, hey, uncle, you know, I got this company called Kevin's HR. Uh, we want to help companies before and a few people save time and money on HR. And how that helps you out, you know, instead of your company, you know, wasting money in HR, spending too much money in HR, wasting time on HR, they can reinvest that, that lost money into salaries. Uh, research the development, make your company better, which make you which will make your job security better, and give your company a better chance of succeeding. Mm -hmm. Is how I think I would explain it. Mm -hmm. oh, that's um, that sounds. Try funny. to make his mm -hmm. try to make like how the how to make his his life better, so to speak. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, I think I'll I'll get a little bit. That sounds sounds reasonable, yeah. <laughs> um, well, of course, if you ask me that tomorrow, probably a completely different answer tomorrow. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I, I just, um, you know, that's something I don't prepare you for. I like to, to kind yeah, of no, that's good. understand <laughs> if you can, because actually when you, of course, the mom test is what they talk when, on the investments round, right? It's like you need to be prepared mm -hmm. to give like a very concise, simple explanation about your, your company. Uh, but you always consider that the person who you are talking with is at least uh, familiar with technology a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. So it makes it a little easier to yeah. explain. But yeah. when we go like this further steps, like talking to someone who has no contact with technology at all, 
it makes it a little yeah. challenging. That's, that's, a, that's a good challenge. I like that question a lot. Uh, well, let's. I want to talk about something a little bit more philosophical now, if you allow me. Okay. Uh, do you think in our in our position, like founders, entrepreneurs, that people will always think they have made it? Like, do you think you will get to a point where you say, I'm done, I've accomplished whatever I wanted and I'm happy now forever? Do you think that's something that exists at all? I mean, personally for me, I I'm going to say no. It's different different people, right? For me, I've always been the type of person, and it's like might be a character flaw. Because I did, I had 10 things to do. I do nine things, like great, but one thing like okay. I love myself, and one thing I didn't do okay, right? Like I'm never content, you know. And something I definitely need to work on. Like an example, like like Elon Musk. Like a lot of people had to say he he's made it, right? But has he really made it? Like he hasn't made. He went to Mars there, right? You know, Tesla does have a big market as far. Like, I mean, they have a big market electric car, but not as far as like the regular car market, right? Mm -hmm. So even people who think it's successful, have they really made it? You know, I bet if you ask Elon Musk, has he made it? He's going to say no, like, because he has, he has accomplished goals. Mm -hmm. And he probably not even see his goals, right? So I, I think it's personal of each person. And I think one thing, you know, I think it's a double-edged sword, right? Because if you get content too early, you're going to stop, right? Like, suppose I had my company and I get 100 customers and I'm content. Well, no, I, I want to, like, you know, be the number one HR company in the United States and in the world. I need more than 100 customers, right? And so I don't think you'd be content. But then again, like you can't be like me and let it destroy you, so to speak, right? And and another thing too, like you can't like get a, you can't let it, um, what is the word I'm looking for, like um, poison your people work for you, right? Like you can't like, you know, beat down your people and have them have, have them have the same expectations as you, right? You gotta give them like have some grace and like you know, hey, you're doing a great job and all that kind of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't. I think most founders are not gonna be content until they get what they want to do. Mm -hmm. At least from our point of view. Oh, that sounds awesome. I like it. Thank you. Thanks for sharing for sharing your your thoughts on this. I, I like to go this path because you know it's always unexpected what people answer, and it's cool. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes. Um. What is your mission as a person? Oh man. Um, I'm not talking. I, I, I'm not I just talking wanna... about Kevin as HR now. I'm talking yeah. about you know Jason. I mean, I, I mean, like, I, I have a, I have a model, like, a personal model. Be great every day, mm -hmm. and like, be great every day doesn't mean like, don't be something great. But, like, like make, don't make yourself better, make the people around you better, add value, solve problems. Like, being great might be something as simple, like, open the door for someone, being polite, you know, like, do what you can to make the world a better place. I, I try to make the world a better place the best I can. Do I do that every day? No. I mean, everyone has like bad days where like you know feel like crap and don't, don't want to do everything. So those kind of things, like you know, just. Like I like networking, introducing people to each other. Like, and this like, like you know, there's so many people doing great things out there, right? Mm -hmm. And how do we get more people to do great things and know about it? You know, mm -hmm. that's fantastic. I love it. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. Open doors. That's uh, excellent. I like it. So we we are approaching 45 minutes. Uh, it's been it's been a great conversation. And I would like to check if there is any specific topic you would like to talk about, anything that you thought about speaking uh, and I have not um, asked you about, asked you about still. Is there anything you... Yeah, let's, you know, like we talked about this in the pre-talk, but you know, there's the myth of entrepreneurship, right? You know, 
like, you know, you know, get it. I have this idea to do whatever. I'll be a millionaire in six months, right? Or, you know, this, this mythology right there. But I think people don't realize, like, you know, it took Steve Jobs and, and Wozniak like eight years before Apple came Apple, right? Like, you know, I remember um, when Facebook first kind of make it and first kind of made it, someone asked um, Mark Zuckerberg, what's it like to be an overnight success? <laughs> he was like, oh, well, if you don't count the six years I spent coding in my dorm room, yeah, I guess overnight success, right? Like, like you said, like all these like tech crunch, tech crunch, all these different places, you know, so-and-so raised $10 million. But you don't, they don't talk about, you know, oh, but they worked for 10 years on it, went through two co-founders, you know, all this kind of stuff, right? I, I mean, it's, I mean, it sucks, right? It's, it's not easy. And then everything has, even everything is lined up perfect. Like the first startup I was with, Myron Fold, we had a great team, we had customer attraction, and it, it just fell apart, right? To this day, we're like, man, what happened? Right? We had, we had it, right? And there's so many things that go wrong. Even we have everything lined up perfectly. For example, I have a friend here in the Seattle area. He had, um, Raised two, he had two stuff before. Both of them got acquired. Like, like one was like thirty million, one is at seventy-five million dollars. He, he started started a third company. No one gave him any money, even though it was well known. He just couldn't raise money, right? I mean, raising money is hard. Getting customers is hard. And you gotta you gotta be resilient. Well, I mean, nothing I would say too. Get used to hearing the word no. You can hear no so many times. It's I mean, it's a challenge. And like, you know, one person might get your idea, another person might not get it. And another thing I'll talk about too, like majority of people are gonna help you out, right? Like the great people do what they can for you. But however, common, there's all like, you know, some scammers out there, some comments, so to speak, right? So, you know, if anyone says, hey, I'll help you for money, you know, be, be very, very, very wary of that, you know. They say, hey, you know, I wanna be a business coach. Like for me recently, I don't know why, at least once a day, I got a, I got a LinkedIn connection with a business coach. I wanna be a business coach. Like, dude, I don't know you, but what are you doing, right? So be very rare of that. And then of course, you know, like, you know, they'll say, you know, get, get a co-founder beat to get your money and we get your uh, employees, all that kind of stuff. But even then, it's like, it's a like hit and miss, right? I, I have one friend, he was, he was a startup that recently shut down. A guy he trusted bought him on, right? And so they bought him on, they actually raised like, I would say like $2 million, right? While this friend of his took the $2 million, paid himself like $300,000 and paid his, his friends and his um, family members money, right? And they shut the, and they shut the down the company, right? So now he, my friend looks bad because he's, he's in with this guy, right? And so this, this, this it's, it's tough, right? And like, who do you trust, you not trust? And that's where I think it's so hard to, fight, hard to fundraise, like who do they want to give money to? Like, I, I know, another, another time, like, you know, people will say, well, like with the VCs, this is my own opinion, like VCs and investors, it's like they'll give money to people who like failed once or twice, right? You're like, well, they failed twice. Why are you giving money to them instead of new idea, right? Well, it's because they know them, now to work, you know? So it's definitely a challenge. It's, let's say, you know, I'm going to get a, I'm going to start my company because I'm my own boss. Well, rethink that because now, you know, your investor is your boss, your customer is your boss, your employee is your boss, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm tired of working nine to five. Oh, great. So now you're going to work nine to nine, right? <laughs> yes, and, that's right. <laughs> And, and, and those, there's always a, a problem to solve or something to meet. There's always something to do. Like one child I always have, like I'll, I'll be doing something, I, I need to do this. And I'll get distracted, something else will come up. And I forget about the first thing. Oh crap, two weeks, oh man, I didn't, I didn't finish it. That opportunity failed and I, that opportunity passed me right. Another thing I need to get better is follow up, right? Like I'm good at connecting with people, talking to people, then I, I'm not great at following up. So I got to do a better job of following up. But it's, 
And then another thing I realized too as a founder, like even if you have two co-founders, like suppose I had an idea, I bought in two co-founders. I have to realize there might be co-founders, might be employee number one, number two. They'll never be in Viam, right? Never be all in, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't think you can expect that from your people, right? It's yeah, it's a, it's a challenge, right? It's it's not it's not easy. It's not it's hard. It's difficult. All the words you want to use, you gotta be resilient. And then I don't think I don't think you can compare yourself to other people too, right? I think so many people compare themselves to other people, right? Like for example, I know so many people are like, man, that's the greatest idea ever, and and like no traction, nothing happens to them. Other companies like you don't know what. No one's going to do that. And they, they raise like big money. Like mm-hmm. what in the world is going on right now? Right. Like, how is this right? But you don't know the connections, what they're doing or, you know, it's, it's yeah. And that's how I'll say definitely put yourself out there. Right. Like people have to have to know you, who you are. Like no one's going to invest you if you don't know who you are, you know, and there's no, there's nothing wrong with being in stealth mode, so to speak, and building a product, but still like do a pitch competition, meet people, talk to people. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know everything you just said. It's it's just just so fantastic because you actually put in words every single step of being a startup founder. You know, and actually I try to to bring them all together here in this podcast as well in this conversation. When I say you know building a startup is hard, you're gonna be misunderstood. Uh, if people like read the description of this conversation, I say uh, what happens between the lonely start and the overnight success. That's exactly what you mentioned about the the overnight success is like you don't you just completely ignore the six years or five or five years that I spent building it, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Not, not only that, but the six years you built it. But it ain't like you work 40 hours a week. You probably like eight, you work 60, 70, 80 hours a week. And not only that, those six years you worked at your startup, you probably like gave up, you know, a, a job making $100,000 a year, right? So you gave it the time, you gave it all the money you could have made, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything you leave behind, everything you, every little change in your life, and that actually ends up affecting your family as well because... As oh, yeah. you mentioned, you stop working nine to five and start working actually eight to nine or seven to nine or nine to nine. And, and that's reality, right? And even weekends, right? So, yeah, it's, ooh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a challenge. And I loved, you know, what you just mentioned. I, I absolutely do. So thank you so much for sharing it. Yeah. Yes, thank you. You just described everything I believe and everything that, I have experienced, you mentioned it, so I believe you have experienced as well, which means that in average, founders, that's the reality. So I hope other people will be able to listen to this conversation and and um, they will certainly relate to this as well. Yeah, and another thing we talked about during pre-talk, you know, like I, I was joking around, kind of joking around, like it, it should be where like you want to start a company, you should get some kind of mental health evaluation, right? <laughs> That's right. Because you got to be a little bit, you know, insane and crazy to want to do this, yeah. right? Yeah. But at the same time, there is a little bit of naiveness because mm-hmm. you always believe it's not going to happen to you, right? It's yeah. like, no, no, no. It's I'm better than that. I'll, I'll do things my way. It will work. I'm sure it will. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. We, we learn on the difficult way yeah it, it comes as a punch like in fact i published um a video on the linkedin channel of the startup school jam this week 
a conversation between Michael Seibel and uh, Dalton Caldwell. I, I think that's his last name. And they that they are talking exactly about this. It's like, you know how, and actually they make an analogy, like creating a startup and uh, being like a, a, a boxer. It's, it's like, and they say, if you don't like take punches, you just don't play this game, right? <laughs> Yeah, you're going to take a lot of punches. You're going to get your teeth kicked in. You know, people say your baby's ugly. That's right. And as I mentioned, uh, Michael Seibel and Dalton, they are both on Y Combinator. And we actually met on Y Combinator. Um, yes. May I ask you, what is Y Combinator Startup School in your words? I, I think a lot of, a lot of it is like, like, re, like repurposing stuff. But it's always really good to do that stuff again, right? You know, it's and the biggest thing the network, like we, we would have never met. I met this one lady, uh, Teddy, I can't remember her last name. She was with a company called Empirely. I got I have like six interns the summer through Empirely, you know. Like I said, most people want to help you out, right? But what company is a great resource. It's there's so many things, things on there, right? Of course, what company does it like they'll have people like influence people to apply to what combinator, all the kind of stuff. So they, they they get a business value out there too, but it's just a great community, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and you mentioned repur re I'm sorry, the, the word again, the repurposing. I'm having problems with repurpose. Yeah, <laughs> I'm having yeah. problems with my my English here. And in fact, there are videos that I I have watched like uh, like two three times just because it's yeah same same so here much good content and uh, it's worth it just worth it to remember it to refresh and that's nice. Uh, Jason, um, we are heading towards the end of our conversation. How, how can people find you if they want to help you, to talk to you, to ask for help, or where can they, they find you? Yeah, so I'm pretty much everywhere. Um, Snapchat, TikTok, LinkedIn. The biggest one is like, for me right now, LinkedIn and, and TikTok. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's uh, Jason Cabinets pretty much everywhere. Uh, my email is jasoncabinets at cabinetshr.com or they can call me or text me at um, 803-360-8457. But, you know, LinkedIn is good. TikTok is good. Pretty much I'm, I'm pretty much everywhere. So I'm pretty, I think I'm pretty easy to find. Uh, and I take pride to be responsive. So if you call me or email, whatever, I'll get back to you as soon as I can. All right. All right. Sounds good. Uh, is there any anything you'd like to discuss before we wrap this up? Yeah, I mean, you know, do not start us hard. Actually, being a human being is hard right now with all this stuff going on, right? Just, you know, take care of yourself, you know, put your health first, you know, be, be selfish, right? Be, um, take care of yourself. And I, I, and I suck at this, right? I always say I'm going to meditate or go to the gym. I, I never do. Like, I think a month ago, I'm going to the gym for two weeks, in a, in a, two weeks straight and I stopped going. So I'm, I'm kind of being a hypocrite here. But, you know, take care of yourself, right? You know, getting, a, getting your company car for like, you know, being a billion dollar company or getting a car for $250 million, it doesn't mean that if you can't enjoy it afterwards, right? Yeah. And, and another thing I say, you no, know, a lot of people are like, no, I want to I learn how to code. I want to learn how to salsa dance. I want to how to play the guitar. I want to travel to Venice. I want to do whatever the case may be a startup company. But now's the right time. I, I didn't need to do this for us to do that. It's never the right time, never perfect time. Like, you know, this, this do it now, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, start a podcast. Is it going to be horrible? Yeah, it's going to be horrible. But you, that's how you, you got to learn it and get better and better each day. Yeah, that's, uh, you just need it. You just need it. 
and it's it's hard. I mean, creating startups and being a founder is not easy, but life is not easy overall. Uh, it, it, what you just mentioned, you know, like focus on the present, on what you can control. Because sometimes, and uh, I include myself into it, it's like we are so focused on the future that we completely ignore the present and we just don't live, right? We are always, always yeah. thinking about the next step. And yes, that's a great you know what's happening around us right now. That's a great point. And that's our top people too. Like a lot of us, like when the, what's the word? You can't see the you can't see the forest for trees. A lot of us are like a grinding, you know. But everyone's trying to look up as okay, I'm here today. Where was that six months ago? Oh wow, I've actually made progress, you know, because you're doing day to day stuff, like you think you're like doing horrible, not making any progress. But every look once in a while, like go back, okay, I was here six months ago, I'm here now. Like I'm actually I'm doing progress. Maybe it might be as fast as I want, but I'm doing mm -hmm. something. And one thing I add too, like we, like we always talk about, you know, being a startup is hard. That's true. However, comma, I, I, I want to add this. It's hard, but those things way harder than doing a startup, right? Like, like suppose you had a family pet for 10 years, the family pet died. Or suppose a relative died for cancer or someone's homeless. You know, there's so many things that are like way harder, right? So I'll just say, if doing a startup is the hardest thing you've ever done in your life, you've had a very good life, right? So, you know, be appreciative of that, right? I mean, it sucks, it's bad, but there's a whole lot more people like having a way, way off, off than you. Like you're, just, you're trying to solve a problem, it's hard, it's not easy, but there's so many things that people are going through, you know, like this daily death, daily, daily disease, people getting laid off, homelessness, drug addiction, people are expecting you dying, you know, stuff, bad stuff happens every day. So like I say, if you're, if you're, I don't use the word complaining, but if you're complaining, oh, my stuff's so hard, I don't know what I'm doing, you might need to really look at your life as, hey, you know, and, and realize what a great opportunity you've given yourself. Yeah. And man, we could not wrap up this conversation in a better way. That, that was fantastic. Thanks for this statement. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, thanks for Rico. Thanks for taking the time to speak with me. And uh, we'll be in contact and I'll see you again soon. Thank you so much, Jason. You take care. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the Jason Kavnis Experience. Be sure to connect with us across social media at Kavnis HR. Thank you, and remember to be great every day. You know, pump it up. You've got to pump it up. Don't you know, pump it up. You've got to pump it up. Don't you know, pump it up. You've got to pump it up. Don't you know, pump it up. You got to pump it up, don't you know? Pump it up, you got to pump it up, don't you know?